0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Bernstein and Holmes, Middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Justin has a rare combination of intelligence, of size, of strength and speed, you forget how big of a of a man he is until you're up on him. He's not a small man. And so I just think every year he's going to continually get better. Um, and um, so I'm glad he's on the Chicago Bears. That's Kevin Warren playing it straight down the middle when asked by Jared Payton about Justin Fields. Let's talk some Chicago Bears and some football with Adam Rank, NFL Network fantasy analyst and host of the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. On Twitter at Adam Rank and with us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, circalasvegas.com. Also, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670, the score. Adam, how are you?
2: I'm doing very well, thank you. My uh,
1: my voice is a little shaky. I might
2: have spent one or two nights at Circa in Las Vegas during the Super Bowl, but happy to be here and talk some uh, Chicago Bears. I've seen a lot of the stuff that you've been doing when it comes to Bear
0: stuff to, to get you on the record here, the station of record in Chicago, the score. What do
2: you think the Bears should do about their quarterback situation? Oh, if this is a what I would do, a should do kind of situation, I kind of would echo the sentiment that Kevin Warren is putting out there with having a quarterback who is growing in the NFL. And DJ Moore talked about it. He talked to everybody last week. And, you know, when I was talking to him, we were talking about the growth that he showed and his ability to get better. And if you look at the situation the Bears are in right now, the Bears are looking for a historic haul, which I think they'll be able to get, whether it's from Washington, New England, or another team that jumps up even further. Like if Atlanta wanted to come all the way up from what is it, seven or eight, there would be a real opportunity to not only cement the future this season, uh, to go out there, still get in the mix for Roma Dunze or any uh, Malik neighbors or somebody like that, but also setting them up for future draft picks. And I think that's one of the things that Ryan Poles talked about when he took over as general manager of the Chicago bears is that he wanted to fortify this team build through the draft. And you do that by accumulating a bounty of picks. And not only that, there's some, you know, there's some cap space that'll let you go out there and chase guys like Daniel Hunter or other players have like that. So if I'm, if I'm the bears and I'm putting my GM hat on, so to speak, I'm sticking with Justin Fields.
1: We should note the bobbleheads that are behind your Ooh, right you. shoulder there this, thank you. Yeah, I think I see. Is that I can't see if that's a butler or a cutler. There's a there's a, there's a Rex Grossman. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, Urlacher, that. Rex Grossman, Singletary, and then who's on the end? Who's next to Mike Singletary? And that's a that's a Khalil
2: Mack. Oh, it's a Aww, Mack. coming
1: back. Coming back, Khalil Mack. I listen. I still have love
2: for Khalil Mack, and I still thought it was a good trade. Uh, the Bears again needed to go out there and accumulate some picks. And hey. If we want to run it back because I know the Chargers are going to be looking to. Uh, what, to do you off, have 17 sacks this past year? Is pretty good. Yeah, he at was six incredible. and eight
3: game.
2: It was pretty good. Yeah, he still got it. And uh, if he wanted to return to Chicago, I would not be morose in any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, so that's good. Yeah, I know the Rex Grossman's hard to. Yeah, that one. No, that one's tough to take.
1: No, I like that one. I, I think that that's I, if you really want to show your bona fides as a Bears <laughs> fan, you got to have some down roster or some deep cuts.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that you know what? Yeah, you gotta like I went to go see the offspring on Saturday night. It's one thing to be singing along for self self-esteem, but uh there's some of the old school so- cuts like session, but you can sing along with those songs. It shows that you've been there the whole time. So th- that's that's what my Rex Grossman's doing right there.
3: One of my favorites is get a job. And Adam, I have to confess it's my fault because I we follow each other on Twitter. So that's probably why uh we were mentioned, Lawrence. So I apologize on behalf of the it's, it's all the good. mutual following. Let's just keep going. I, I do <laughs> want to say this, though. I always catch your your. I don't know if it's eternal optimism. How would you describe your your undying happiness, almost, or not happiness, but just there's something there that's more than optimism. It's more than happiness about your attitude when it comes to just your overall takes on the Bears.
2: Is it delusion? I don't know what it is. I I feel like. You always want to put your best foot forward and you always want to believe in the best, you know, and it's maybe I've been watching too much Ted Lasso or maybe it's because I coach, you know, youth sports, as you see right there, there's a there's a championship team uh, behind me in that picture for anybody watching on Twitch. I always want to accentuate the positive and and just really like living in the moment. I understand when when you're a pessimistic fan, you can't be disappointed because you expected it. And I think for a lot of Chicago bear fans, they, they feel that way. Like everything sucks. We've never been good and all this, and that's fine. And that's the way that you want to live your life that listen, I'm not going to tell you to do anything different. I just choose to be positive. And I try to, I try to find the the rays of sunshine and that's just the way that I, I want to approach it. And obviously it, it burns me time and time again, I was a little bit more guarded in week one this season, but still, you know, optimistic. And again, I think it comes to, you know, nothing lasts forever. And I think that this, this run of the bears is not uh, the bad run of the bears is not going to last forever. And I know that why not people look, why can't it (laughs) because they've made some improvements in the organization. And I really do believe that bringing in Kevin Warren, who obviously his main expert, uh, his main area of expertise is getting a stadium built. But that, to me, is a a big thing that it shows that the Bears and the McCaskey family realize we've got to join the rest of the NFL. Like, we've got to modernize this team a little bit more. We need to have a new stadium. We need to have a, a domed stadium, at least, at the very least, a retractable roof or something, because you want to be able to host Super Bowls. And I think if Chicago ever got into the mix where they were hosting Super Bowls, that would be one that would be in the rotation. They brought in an assistant general manager, which they had never done before. Kevin Warren has a football background. They are trying to do things in a new, positive way. They did not have a knee-jerk reaction by firing Matt Eberflus after two seasons. So you can look back at things that have been bad in the the, the 90s or, you know, in recent years. But I do believe that Ryan Poles is making us a modern football organization and one that is going to be competing in the very near future. So again, if that's optimism, delusion, whatever it is, that's just the way that I'm going to be. Adam, if you don't mind, I'm going to get personal with you here. How old are you? It's too personal. I am. Uh, I'm north of forty. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Was- I, listen, I'm. Listen, I'm negotiating a new contract with the NFL Network. I can't come off like an old man.
0: Well, like I already do. Well, the only thing is that I wanted to ask. I just wanted to kind of figure out the realm before I asked asked this question. What's your favorite Bears
2: memory? Not retrospectively that you actually remember. I mean, for me, it's Devin Hester's opening kickoff uh, in the Super Bowl. And I've talked about this plenty of times. My dad, the reason that I support the Chicago Bears, now I was born in the Chicagoland area, Chicagoland area, not the city of Chicago. I will not claim that that Schaumburg is part of, or Hoffman Estates, excuse me. Sean Vegas? Sean Vegas, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, But I grew up in Southern California, but my affinity for the Bears comes from my parents, who are you know lifelong Bears fans? My dad's from Sterling, Illinois. My mom's from Oswego, and so I. This is why I root for this team. And and not to bring it down a little bit, but unfortunately, my dad passed away before the Bears' second Super Bowl. He did get to see Super Bowl twenty and then all that good stuff. I I had his starter jacket like from the eighties. My dad had this. He got like one of the authentic starter jackets. So it was the first time that I had worn it since he had passed. And we were actually in Las Vegas watching the game. And Devin Hester returns that kickoff uh, for a touchdown. There was a table of takatis that got spilled on it. But no, it didn't matter. It was it was one of the most unbridled joy moments of my life. And uh, just uh, friends and texts and, and, and relatives just texting and everything that was going on. And then Peyton Manning, like a lot of people forget that Peyton Manning threw an interception. And I don't think that I had ever been more confident in a Bears victory in my life. I'm like, yeah, this is like we got playoff Peyton. Uh, We've got the the Devin has to return like how would this team lose and then it starts raining and uh, old old, uh, you know, thimble hands Grossman uh, did what he did and so unfortunately it didn't work out but in that moment, if you're looking at one brief moment of time. Uh, It would be right after Peyton Manning's interception. I mean, there was also the part where Jeff
0: Saturday was just turning Tank Johnson sideways. Yeah. Jeff Saturday.
2: I kind of don't care for him for that reason.
0: plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Bear. How, how did your fantasy experience with this year's Bears team? This 7 and 10 Bears team, looking at the usage of skill position players, how did that inform your overall football opinion about next steps for them?
2: Well, I think it really kind of cast a light on luke getsy and i don't know who that who who the problem is there because when you have a player like darnell mooney he should be getting more targets and that's one of the things that we study is opportunity and targets and it's not unusual for a quarterback to go out there and really focus in on one receiver and really pepper him with targets i really thought like we got to find ways to get darnell mooney involved it would have been nice to figure out ways to get tyler scott involved because I thought he had an opportunity to start developing like a player, like kind of like Amon Ross St. Brown in that kind of mold and that oh. kind of build, you know? So oh. for me, and thankfully Cole Komet did catch on a little bit. And the run usage was kind of like, it, it's kind of difficult. And it, in the, in the fantasy space, people love it because if you have DJ Moore, you're like, okay, like I want is I want him to get 20 targets a game. You want to have your quarterback have the run, running touchdown option, you know, getting you the the floor of 40 rushing yards per game that you don't care because you don't care about Darnell Mooney or Cole Komet or the running backs like you would a a fan of the team. So for the fantasy enthusiasts, it was pretty good about like, yeah, we got DJ Moore, We got Justin Fields. We don't have to worry about anybody. Oh, Cairo Santos. Uh, Maybe the bears DST as well. But for the fans, it's like, we want to spread this out a little bit more. We want to be a more, Balanced attack and less predictable. I mean, like it's not that bad. DJ Moore catches everything, so it's not really that big of a deal. But we would want to get some of those complementary pieces going. And I think that when you look at what Shane Waldron was doing in Seattle, especially towards the end of the year, you know, getting the ball dead to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba started coming on at the end of the year. They got their tight ends involved, and I would say that. Cole Komet is certainly better than guys like Will Disley, so I feel positive about him. So you wanted more, I, I think, less screens and uh, more more opportunities and more chances for guys other than D.J. Moore.
3: I think that's a good way of putting it because we've been talking about how the offense relied on on a singular receiver, and, and the secondary receivers were used in ways that we didn't understand. I also love that we're talking to you right after the Super Bowl because – the NFL Network people are super connected. It is a huge gathering of knowledge and just what you hear and what you pick up. What have been some of your observations of what you've heard maybe in the in the national football ranks when talking about the Bears? Because I feel like that was the second biggest story outside of the Super 100%. Bowl last week.
2: Absolutely. I mean, everybody, I you know, you go around Radio Row and you do all the interviews and everybody's asking about. The elephant in the room, which is that number one pick, which way are we going with the quarterback position? When you talk to the majority of fans, you do get the sense that because we're attached to Justin Fields, and I even talked about it a moment ago, there is the, you know, we want our guy, like we're backing up Justin Fields. It feels disrespectful to be talking about somebody else while Justin Fields is still on the team and everything like that. And if, you know, and if Justin Fields is traded, you know, we'll go through a small, you know, morning process as you do when players leave. And we've witnessed this in other sports as well. So it's not, you know, when they broke up the Blackhawks and all that stuff like you, you root for those guys, but you still wish they could have kept the band back together. But it proved to be for the Blackhawks, it proved to be the right thing, which is why they in any event. when Listen, I think, though, when you talk to people who are player personnel people and you get an opportunity to really like, hey, what's going on? and i know that that fans hate this cuz like you're just hiding behind sources so i will blow up one of my guys who is a uh, well-known uh, person daniel jeremiah who's in the the pro personnel game and studies the draft and everything like that he along with numerous other people always go back to that conversation of yeah we love we love resetting the quarterback clock and that's that's the thing and we we don't know how ryan Poles feels because I, I I don't know if he knows how he feels. Because Ryan Poles has never been deceptive. Like, have you ever gotten that sense? Like, when he says he's going to do something, like, he, he kind of does it. Yeah, he's pretty like,
0: honest. He, and that's the the book on him is that it's hard for him to not tell the truth, which, strangely enough, didn't hamper him from getting a great deal done
2: with Carolina. Yeah, you know what? And he was like, ah, I need to be blown away by the offer to get rid of this. Because they certainly could have... You know, pick. Uh, they would have liked to have traded down, obviously, because uh they had the Darnell Wright in mind as their player. But you know, would have been happy probably to stay if nobody was going to be offering anything. So i I think the same holds true right now that he would have to be blown away, and I think some team will eventually do that. I think what it comes down to is the meeting rooms and the opportunity to sit down with Caleb Williams, who to me is the only choice. Like Caleb Williams is the only choice. To me, if you're going to if you're going to move away from Justin Fields, it's only Caleb Williams, because when you look at Drake May and all the other quarterbacks that are you're like, those guys come along every year. There is an athletic freak who comes along is like, oh, he checks all the buttons. like, stop it. Like, there'll be one in 2025. Like, well, there'll be three Drake Mays in 2020. It, it's not a big thing. Caleb Williams is different. Like when you watch him play, if you've been in his presence, if you've ever been to one of his games, you can see it. You're like, yeah, that's guys. This guy's different from a lot of other college quarterbacks that I've ever seen. What's going to be important is how he responds to Ryan polls. We saw last year with what Ryan polls put Darnell right through really tested him and tested his character and his metal fortitude and everything like that. I expect Caleb Williams to be grilled in a very similar fashion. So if he comes through that, there might come a time where Ryan polls looks at that and says, you know what? Like, I don't think I'm taking a step back at the quarterback position. I'm going to be able to reset the proverbial quarterback clock. We still got pick number nine. I mean, I, I that's the one thing is like, gosh, he could he could do a couple of different things. If he, st- if he, if he ends up going with Caleb Williams, he can stick at nine and go with uh, Roma Dunze, uh, Malik Neighbors, one of those players. Maybe even get one of the offensive linemen. Or if he wants to go crazy. And just follow the model of what Houston did last year, like trade back up, jump into the mix and uh, get Marvin Harrison Jr. That that would be the one thing that if you're a, a if you're on the Justin Fields should return side, that if we ended up with Caleb Williams and Marvin Williams, that would make me feel pretty good about like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like when I was a kid and I missed my friend's uh, birthday party because I had a reaction to antibiotics you know, a couple days later, my parents took me to Disneyland and you're like, "Ah, I forgot all about missing that party. Like that would be a similar type of sentiment. Adam, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate you jumping on with us. Thank you so much. Sorry. I I probably spoke too long, but thank you. I appreciate uh, being on with you.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.